chairman, ministers. Today I've repeatedly heard how irrelevant my department has become. Why do we need agents, the double O section? Isn't it all rather quaint? Well, I suppose I see a different world than you do. And the truth is that what I see frightens me. I'm frightened because our enemies are no longer known to us. They do not exist on a map. They're not nations. They're individuals. Now look around you. Who do you fear? Can you see a face, a uniform, a flag? No. Our world is not more transparent now. It's more opaque. It's in the shadows. That's where we must do battle. So before you declare us irrelevant, ask yourselves, how safe do you feel? Hello and welcome back to Just Another Movie Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name is Rodney. And uh, today, if you haven't guessed it already, we will be talking about the 2012 release of Skyfall. Uh, now, for those who haven't seen the movie yet, don't stress. We're going to talk about the movie for a little bit in review format first. We'll then uh, have a bit of a break. You'll hear a little bit of a teaser from the movie itself. And then after that, we'll be doing uh, some spoiler stuff. So if you haven't watched the movie, listen to the first half. If you've listened to everything, listen to everything. If you don't care, listen to the whole thing. I'm happy for you to uh, stay tuned. How about you, Rodney? Yeah, no, I think this is this is a good James Bond movie. It piques people's interest. I totally understand if they would want to listen to it, even if they haven't seen it. But yeah, we'll let you know when it's time to hit pause and you can come back later. So uh, our brief little review of it, for those of you who haven't seen it, who are still listening. This is the third of Daniel Craig's Bond filmed. The world is not in jeopardy. There are no nuclear weapons being pointed anywhere and the bad guy is not plotting world domination. So what does inspire our martini guzzling hero in this last installment? A shadowy figure from M's past is threatening to release the names of undercover agents all around the globe and threatens her very life. This is enough for our English man of action to jump back into the fray after his short hiatus. Bring a new twist to the Bond franchise and relaunching some of the characters that made the franchise what it is today, Skyfall can be seen as a breath of fresh air into the Bond legacy of movies. Uh, so with this in mind, tell me, Rodney, to you, is Skyfall a capsule of hydrogen cyanide or is it a refreshing Heineken on a beach? Ooh, I mean, this we've done a few episodes now, and this is the first one that I don't... This is the first movie I don't like, and I know you like it, so... Cyanide is looking pretty good right now. Really? Okay. This is going to be interesting, because you'll be Bond, and I'll be the bad guy. I'll be Goldfinger, I'll be Blofeld or whatever. (laughs) I will very much be Bond in this movie, yes, definitely. Uh, I didn't know you didn't like this. There you go. Well, I told you I didn't like this. (laughs) I told you I didn't like this one. I know you hadn't really seen it too much before I mentioned that we'd be talking about it today, so uh, thank you for watching, even though you didn't like it. So I don't know what gave you that impression. I've seen this movie twice. Twice. A whole twice. Hey, how many movies do you not like that you've seen twice? Probably not many. There's a few. There's probably lots. <laughs> probably lots. But uh, you're a sucker a, for punishment, which I'm not. a topic for another show. So I said cyanide, right? Yeah, cyanide. Okay. Cyanide now, please. All right. Maybe we'll get into a bit more uh, in-depth reasons as Shaken to why. Shaken or stirred. I don't care. Cyanide. A little later then. Right, we will. <laughs> so this is obviously the, the third of the latest new installments of The Bonds with Daniel Craig. It has a new director this time around, Sam Mendes. You're probably a fan of his work, even though you probably don't know it. He did direct American Beauty. He was the director of the, I'd call it an anti-war film, Jarhead. It's not really popularizing war. And that's sort of about it. He kind of picks a couple of movies he likes to direct, and then he goes <laughs> away for a while, does some theater. Well, I, little thing. The thing is, I consider myself a Sam Mendes fan, yep. but then when I look at his IMDb page, I'm like, oh yeah, American Beauty, brilliant. 
And then the rest, I haven't seen any of them of. <laughs> have not seen any of them. So hmm, I, don't, I don't really know if I can count myself a fan if I've only seen one movie and I liked it. The others, I was like, stinkeroo. I don't want to see any of this garbage. You know what I mean? Okay, I can understand that. Well, let me ask you a quick question okay. again before the break. So your answer might be short at this point Shoot. in time. Is it the fact that this is a Bond movie you didn't like? Or is it the direction of the movie itself you don't like? Like if it was Born Supremacy 5 which you may not like anyway, but uh, I don't know your status on Bourne. I'm moment. waiting for Bourne Supremacy 6. <laughs> um, is, that, uh, is that Bourne Fast 2? Wait, no, that was the other one. Sorry. I get to say the question again. Is, is it, it the fact that it's a Bond movie you don't yeah. like it, or right. is it just yeah, you don't like the movie? I, so the thing is, I, I have a big problem with Daniel Craig. Okay. Do not like him at all. Don't like him at all as Bond. Everything that means Bond to me, he is not. So I think of Bond and I think... Like, sophisticated, charming, smooth, I think, gadgets. We'll get to that, but gadgets, none of the Daniel Craig movies really have gadgets. Uh, there's a few and, little kind of nifty yeah, things throughout. No, but we can dig into that a bit more later. But, yeah, look, I don't like Daniel Craig. I do not like it. I know they've tried to reboot the series. You look back through the Bonds, though, and we could probably, this is a good time to maybe spat off our favourite Bonds. Sean they actually End of conversation. Oh, there on. is no, no, there is no other Bond. He was the definitive Bond. I really don't like people who say there is no other <laughs> Bond, it's the definitive Bond. It's, it's okay to say you like Sean Connery, but just don't say there's no room for anybody else. Oh, I yeah, Sean Connery, I was, yeah. I was taking the piss of people who say there's no one but Sean Connery. I like Sean Connery a lot. He so is my favourite Honestly, for me, Roger Moore. I like Roger Moore the best. See, I'm, I disagree. I, I understand like people Pierce don't Brosnan like him. more than I like Roger Moore. Oh, see, Pierce Brosnan, I think, is really underrated. But it's, Pierce, it, it's, it's Roger Moore, Sean Connery, then Pierce Brosnan. Okay. And where do you put uh, Timothy Dalton and George Lashenby? Uh, second and third last. Just ahead of Daniel Craig. So just to, to get your, your grasp on the whole Bond oeuvre, yeah. you rank Woody Allen's Bond above Daniel Craig. Well, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, I would, but I also wouldn't classify him a, a Bond, but I understand where you're coming from. Okay. That, that, that's, that kicks off this reboot, right, where Daniel Craig comes in, Casino Royale. Casino Royale. This is, if you were like a Bond trivia nut, if yep. you ever do movie trivia and they're like, yep. how many James Bond movies have there been? Who played James Bond first? We all know, right? It that's was Woody Allen. happened to me in a trivia night. Of course it has. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I that. I included Willie Allen and I had points deducted away from me. I'm still quite bitter about that. It's like that. What kind of alien is Mr. Spock? He's half Vulcan and half human. He's not Vulcan. He's half Vulcan, half human. We've all seen Ricky Gervais spat thank on you. about that. That's so. Thank you, David Brent. Um, so, yeah, obviously you're, you're a fan of the Bond movies, just not the recent three. The thing is, a lot of my friends went to see this and I had no interest because I didn't like Casino Royale, did not even bother with Quantum of Solace. That's fair enough. I was broken. And I said to my friends who saw this, what did you think? Was it good? Because I'd heard nothing but praise that this was the best Bond film ever. So I said to them, what, what, is it good? What's good about it? They're like, look, it's actually not a good Bond film, but it's a good film. It's a good film. It's not a good Bond film. And I mean, I actually disagree. I agree that it's not a good Bond film. I actually disagree. <laughs> this is not a good film. It's just not. So you can you can be the guy who stands up for it. I'll be the guy who shits on it. I absolutely will stand up for good, it. Because it, it is it's a good, good film. It's not a great film. It's not the best Bond film, but it's a good film. So, I mean, we're going to do a spoilers, but should we talk a bit about the setup of the story? You've, you've gone into a little bit of the basic detail. I have. Uh, so, yeah, as you can understand, Bond has a, a mission at the start of the movie, as he does with every movie. Uh, this mission in particular is to retrieve a, a hard drive with the names of some secret agents who are all around the globe stopping bad guys doing bad things. 
and this hard drive gets stolen by uh, a very, very bad man who doesn't say a single word throughout the movie. So that, yeah, the bad guy steals the hard drive and uh, most of the movie is about recovering the hard drive back. We later on find out the, the bad guy who stole the hard drive is working for somebody else who has a personal vendetta against M. Mm-hmm. And that's when the, the movie kind of twists and become a bit of a, a vengeance movie. So Yeah, so the bad guy and the good guy, they're kind of like two sides of the same coin because Very nice the, opening, the opening scene of this movie is James Bond in a big chase shootout with another guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman who is trying to support James, but she really can't just keep up with him. You know, you can get into all kinds of like misogyny arguments and stuff, which I'll get a few points about later. Mm -hmm. But suffice to say that in trying to catch the bad guy, she has a shot, you know, at them, but they're kind of wrestling or it's all tense. And she reports back to M. What should I do? And M says, I know there's a chance you might hit Bond. Take the shot. And she does what she's told. She takes the shot. And of course she shoots Bond. Why she only shoots once who knows? That's part of the <laughs> stupid stuff that this movie... It's more important to set up the storyline that they want than to actually be logical. But that's James Bond, so I can't really complain too much about that. Mm-hmm. So she takes the shot. James Bond gets shot. Oh, my God. Bond is dead. In the first 13 minutes, he's dead. He is dead. This is definitely going to be a great Bond movie, isn't it? Except he's not dead. Now, obviously, there's this guy with a personal vendetta against M, and he actually, you know, he's got a personal vendetta against not just M, but you know, the whole kind of institution. Sure. So he decides, I'm going to target them. And in uh, in blowing up, he blows up their offices, right? He does. And then Bond hears about that. He could have stayed, you know, they thought he was maybe dead. He could have just stayed undercover and gotten out of this terrible life. And he was betrayed by his, you know, this person who was like a mother figure to him. But he goes back. He has that sense of loyalty. He's old school. He's genuinely good at heart. Even though they wronged him, he comes back. Now, what it turns out with the bad guy in this movie is that his setup was the same, except, you know, he was left for dead and he didn't come back. He took it really personally, harbored it deep in his heart for years. Mm-hmm. And he's come back now and the two are set in opposition. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fundamental conflict of attitudes. Bond is the way he is and that makes him the good guy. I, I agree with just about everything you've said. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there is a, some very nice key things in regards to why Bond and... Silver, who is our a large bad man. I couldn't remember his name because he's so forgettable and boring. But come on. <laughs> he looks like Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he should talk like him too. That would be great. The first time he appeared on screen, I thought it was hilarious. It was great. <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, he obviously is uh, kind of what Bond could end up being or could have been, I think mm. is the, the best way to put it. Bond sure. sees in Silver that this is what I could be if I you yeah. know, went to the dark side or, you know. It illustrates what makes Bond, Bond. So this is obviously the filmmakers and the scriptwriters for this movie have really tried to psychoanalyze him, to really dig deep into his persona and psyche, Mm -hmm. to actually capture and define what makes Bond, Bond. And this is a big part of it. And it's fleshed out by presenting this opposite, this, uh, you know, alternative persona. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that this movie in particular... Uh, along with uh, two other very old James Bond movies, uh, is the one that delves most into Bond's backstory and <laughs> mm-hmm. history. Sure. Uh, I think this is the only one where we see any of his residences, for instance. Sure. Uh, we certainly don't hear his family name or see the graves of his parents anywhere else. So, Hear his family name, James Bond. But we don't hear his parents' names and that sort of stuff. Yes, he that's true. Other personal yes. details about his family, apart from his yes. family motto, which yes, is yes, yes. the world is not enough. I agree. It gets to the heart of, of Bond. It gets to the heart of him as a British icon. Obviously, Bond shows up at the Olympics. Do you remember that? At I the do. opening ceremony? Yes. Along with the Queen. 
Yes. Which, you know, it begs the question, one of them must be fake, but which which one? Either the Queen's <laughs> fake or James Bond is real. You choose. It was actually listed as the Queen's first ever acting role. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. I think the Queen actually has her own page on IMDb because she was Starring in, the Queen as the Queen. It was in the, the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Do you, while we're talking, like, you know, offshoots, have you heard that Patton Oswalt bit that he does about the James Bond theme music? No. I heard him do it live, and I'm not actually sure if he's put it out anywhere in a recording, but the, the long and short of it goes that when you watch the early Bond movies, you know there's that iconic James Bond theme tune. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, 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 that's the one. He says he talks about the early movies when they haven't really worked out that you save that for the chases and for the exciting parts. So they've got Bond just like packing a bag and there's like the music going on and ding, 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 ding. Like kind of mocking him. Like kind of like, look at Mr. Danger packing a bag. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Well, just on the theme of music here, obviously Skyfall has the most popular opening sequence song ever by the fact it sold the most units and it won an Academy Award for Best Song uh-huh. in a Movie by sure. Adele. Yeah. What do you think of the, the opening lyrics in the song? I'll give you one guess. Did I like it? I hate it. Good, me neither. What is it about? Uh, what, yeah. Sky, the, the, no mention of Bond, no mention of any people. There's, there's a chorus... And the big build-up at the end is just a repeat of the chorus. Oh, but there's backing vocals. To be I fair, hate it. to be fair, not many other opening sequence songs actually reference the movie. Uh, the only one I can think of is Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah, give me another one. What are the other movies? This is what I'm saying. Spy Hard. That one does. Mechanic <laughs> um, Spy Hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, like you know, it, I think Skyfall there as a song by Adele is better than previous ones, like Die Another hmm. Day by Madonna. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones that were used for mo- most recent movies, but sure. as a, an opening sequence song, yeah, it, it fits the mood of the movie. I think it's quite dark and not exactly think, a happy. Doesn't the movie man with song, the golden so. gun have a song with those words in the lyrics? I don't think so. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not the biggest like Bond aficionado or anything, but look, yeah, as a standalone song, if, if I didn't know that it was a James Bond song, I wouldn't pick it, you know? Okay. And that just says to me, that's a bad Bond song. I don't like it. The credits themselves, the graphics are actually pretty interesting. Hmm. Well, the, the person who did the credits for this has done previous ones as well. If you remember, he did Goldeneye okay. and right. one of the other uh, Brosnan oh, some ones. Some of the iconic ones. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's well-versed in the Bond universe. Yeah. and There's lots and lots of little bits of iconography that actually return throughout the movie, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, exactly. I remember sitting in the cinema watching it the first time through going, none of this makes sense, but I'm sure uh, it's, it's yeah. important. Yeah, absolutely. There's and then just, watching it the second time through, you go, oh, it's that. There's little, oh, and it's that, and it's that from that of, bit, uh, and oh, it's this. and Yeah, just little bits that stick in your head, and, and when they come up later, you go, oh, right, that's right, that's what the opening credits meant. Hmm. Yeah, so the, the actual design of the visual design yeah. of the credits, I think, is fantastic. Sure. Uh, the music fits the mood of the music movie, but it's just not particularly mm-hmm. my cup of tea. Speaking of Thanks. people who drink tea, which are English people, and man, that's a long draw, bow to draw. Um, the new cast throughout yeah. this movie. Sure. We have, uh, obviously, Eve mm-hmm. comes in, who is uh, Bond's assistant at the start of the movie. Yeah. Bond's partner, I would say. We have a new Q. We have Mr. Mallory, played by Rafe Fiennes, who's uh, a new bring into the character yeah, he's a new figure he kind of he kind of pits himself against M he kind of represents this new way of doing things so does so does Q hmm. they've got this new Q and he's young he's like a hipster yeah he's like tight jeans and thick rim buddy holly glasses hmm. big mop top hair like the 60s he is a throwback to the 60s. Well, Yet I at think... the same time, he represents this new generation of Bond. Yes. You see how confused this movie is about itself? I disagree. 
I think Go they've ahead. actually figured out the, the role of the quartermaster yes. in the modern mm-hmm. MI6 yes. would be someone computer savvy. He wouldn't be a 70-year-old, yeah. all due diligence to uh, yeah, right. Mr. Llewellyn, Desmond <laughs> Llewellyn, who played Q sure. throughout the majority okay, of his cool. career. But it, it wouldn't be a 70-year-old. It'd be someone new and hip and up to date with all the latest technology. All the latest technology. I'm glad you said that. Because what new technology does he get in this movie? This is a Bond movie, he so gets, he obviously gets new technology, right? He gets a brand new Sony Vaya. That's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> Take this PSP. <laughs> Um, he, and a Scrabble mug with a Q on it. Yeah. <laughs> he does, I mean, we won't spoil anything, but he does get given a gun and a radio transmitter, and he makes a big deal out of it. Like, I kind of wanted something Actually, they, a little bit they more. they play it down, I think. They don't play it up. I think they play down the fact that it's quite low-tech. I think from memory, the line is in the trailer, what you do expect in exploding pen. That's exactly right. And so, I need to save some stuff to later. But suffice to say, that the gadgets that he get given, mm-hmm. both of them end up saving the day. He gets given two gadgets. He is in two conflicts, both of the times. That gadget that they give him saves the day. Again, which is in conflict with the point they're trying to make. We're not going to give you an exploding pen. That's dumb. What do you think this is? Roger Moore, 1970s? Get with the times. To be There's fair, still high-tech gadgets that save the day. To be fair, it's a bit more useful than the magnetic watch Roger Moore had, which only used to unzip a woman's dress. Uh, Are you <laughs> saying that was not useful? Yes, I'm saying that was not useful. <sighs> You are beyond hope. Granted, in the uh, original premise of the movie, it was designed to repel bullets with its <laughs> negative magnetism. That's right. Which never actually worked, which is why they cut it out of the film. Because Bond's positive magnetism outweighed it. <laughs> so anyway, there's the gadgets. There's also just this overlying thing that Bond is getting old. His ways are old. The whole MI6 as a body is, is seen as a bit old. We can counter terrorists now with our iPhones from our bed. Your way of doing things is out of date. You might be actually on the way out. And Bond himself is just getting too old, right? That's said in the movie, right? It is said in the movie, and it's a common recurring theme throughout the movie. But there are people throughout the movie who defend the old ways. Of course there are, yes. Mallory is one of them. Q is another who says, you know, Bond says to Q, you can do all this with your computer. Mm. Why do you need me? And Q Mm. says, because occasionally a trigger needs to be pulled. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the point in case. We Mm -hmm. do still need bodies on the ground, and that's where MI6 comes in. Sure. So the, the whole argument throughout the movie is being made for the fact that we still need people on the ground. Yeah, right. So we've said already that this is the Daniel Craig's third Bond. Correct. He is now 43 he, years of age, by the way. He has not been Bond for very long. No, that's true. Yet they're trying to make out like Bond is old. They're at least posing the question, you might be too old for this. You might be getting too old for this shit. Right? Yes. Why not pick a new, new Bond? Why not, why not use this movie to pick a new Bond? Who and was maybe a bit older. A new, younger Bond. Sure. Because you've already got this established character in uh, Daniel Craig. Who I don't like. Don't they understand? I don't like this guy, so change him. Yeah, box office disagrees, though. Box office money. Uh, I'm sorry I can't hear your pointless (laughs) argument of the sound of all this box office money. (laughs) Cha-ching! I think it's really confusing. I find it really confusing that they, they took the opportunity when they put Daniel Craig in and installed him as the new Bond to take that opportunity to reboot the franchise for the modern day. Mm-hmm. Only two movies later, they're saying, oh, this guy's too old. They at least want us to believe this guy might be too old. What are you doing? That's so wrong. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think what they're, they're looking to do, or at least what I believe they're looking mm-hmm. to do, is to naysay the people about the old Bond movies. Like mm-hmm. the, the Bond way of old is the better way to go. The Bond of old is the only thing to do. But yeah. Daniel Craig is a new version. As you've said, you don't yeah. like it. And that's fair enough. <laughs> you have your opinion. I can't help it if you're wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> but listen to what you're saying. What they're saying is, yes. 
that being old and stereotypical isn't necessarily a bad thing. They're trying to distance themselves from the bonds of old where you have a weird exploding pen or you make double entendres about women's genitalia. They're trying to distance themselves from that campy silliness, right? Probably because of Austin Powers, would you Possibly. say? Austin Powers comes out of Lampoon's James Bond from the 70s to a T. Yep. They can't just come out and keep doing that, right? So they have to change tact. And obviously you've got Batman, Batman the franchise has changed and all the rest of it. So you get to this new brand, new brand new James Bond, which is gritty and old. But part of the plot of this story is that James Bond is probably getting too old. It's like, what do you? It's, they're pulling in both directions at the same time. You don't think that's a problem? Nope, not at all. Cool. Well, maybe we should move on to something else. <laughs> what else have you got? <laughs> because that's really frustrating. <laughs> Just about everything else I have on my list, mm-hmm. I'd probably rather talk about after the break rather okay. than before the break. That's okay. So I've got a couple of things that. then. What about um, the settings for the movie? So it opens in, I thought it was India, but I think I read that it was maybe... It's Turkey. Istanbul. It's, um, Istanbul, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell the difference. And then there's a sequence in China. Yes. So do you think they were like, hey, let's, you know, Bond has always gone to exotic locations. Let's not go to Monte Carlo again. Let's go to some of these big populous countries, feature them for 10 minutes or so, and we'll make a ton of money at the box office there. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that this film was made in part with funding from the Chinese Film Bureau. I'm not sure if I got that name correctly, but it was made in part because of that. Okay. Uh, which means because they got funding from that, they can mm-hmm. choose their release date in China. Yes, so they sure. can release it whenever they want rather than whenever China wants. They get exclusive film rights in China, so they uh-huh. can do more things than other film companies can. So with the fact that you start opening up this market to the world media, as I'm pretty sure we've discussed in previous yep. podcasts you're able to do things and shoot in locations previously that you couldn't, like Macau, mm-hmm. which yeah. any uh, well, most people will know that it's a, a pretty big boom in regards to, to money because that's where the yeah. casinos are starting to be built. I mean, especially if you've seen that movie Lupo where there's a massive section set in Shanghai yep. that was meant to have been set in Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the director just said, it doesn't really matter where we set this, it's not important. And we can get a ton of money, we can get some really beautiful shots and the government will actually show us around and put yep. us up and let us get those shots. It's something that we're absolutely going to see tons, tons more of, I reckon. It's happened quite recently with the Wolverine that's, that's come mm-hmm. out recently, so... Sure. Which we may talk about later on. Mm. Mm, teaser. Mm, possibly. Okay. Quite the teaser. We might be on a run <laughs> of movies that I don't like that you like. <laughs> I didn't say I like the Wolverine. I just said we might talk about it later. <laughs> so, yeah, Bond has always gone to exotic locations, but this time around it really kind of hit me that, yeah, he's going to these places because they want that box office. Yeah, it, it seemed less of a, the bad guy's gone here, so we need to follow him, and more of a, you need mm, to be here because yes. the plot says you need to be here. Yes, absolutely. You mentioned they go to Macau. That's where he goes to the casino, right? Yep. That's not too spoilery to say that he goes to a casino. That was my favorite scene, and there weren't many. It was one of the scenes that I liked a lot. Because why? Because of the Macau scene. Double, double, double sex talk. Double speak, sexual double speak going on, it right? It did return slowly to the Bond of old. He's wearing Num- a good suit. Exactly, because it goes to the Bond of old. He gets his martini back. He doesn't, he gets he his doesn't martini, order exactly. it specifically, but he does get his but martini. he gets it perfect. She does, yes. He's unspoken, but he gets it perfect. Mm-hmm. There's another thing. There's another throwback. What is it? Maybe he introduces himself as Bond, James Bond in he that does. scene. All those things where I was like, finally, we're getting some good stuff. It's a 10-minute scene, and it's all over. <laughs> And that's all the good stuff in the movie. Gone. There are other good stuff in the movie. Hmm. Not much. The entire house blows up in this movie. Hmm. This isn't... I hate to spoil it for you. This isn't the first movie to have a house blow up that I've seen. 
No, it's I'm not, not the saying first. it's mine either. I'm just saying. Right. So, clearly we're uh, agreeing to disagreeing right up until we can start yelling spoilery things. We're so. getting into the spoiler section though, but let's just say for people who are going to hit stop now, you know, this is a movie that tries to reinvent or get to the heart of what Bond really means. Yes. It's a big celebration. Like, this is an anniversary, right? Wasn't it the 40th, 50th anniversary? Year of 50th James year of James Bond. So, you know that they really pulled all the stops. Sam Mendes is a, is a fantastic director, Oscar winning, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they, they really put in all the effort. And I think... Even though I really have a lot of problems with it, I think it's pretty mediocre. But, you know, if you're interested, I'd say see it. If you're not interested, give it a miss. I think they have made a solid action movie. Okay. It's okay. not the best Bond movie there is, sure. but it's a lot better than Quantum of Solace. We'll get into spoilers about which why was, this is not a solid action movie, but go on. Which was a pile of trash. Quantum of Solace was terrible. Yes, this is much better than that. Good. I think it's better than Casino Royale. Sure which I thought was a great Bond So thing. would you say maybe if you saw Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, you should watch this because you owe it to yourself? Yes. Great. <laughs> if you've invested the time and money to see Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, cool. watch this. It's the payoff you wanted from Quantum of Solace. <laughs> if they made this instead of Quantum of Solace, cool. I would be doubly as happy. Fair enough. Well, we're going to go into a break now, right? Yes, we will. And well, we're going to well, hear a clip. Uh, actually, just before we go, for those who are going to stop now, your review out of 10? So personally, I give, this, I give this five. Okay. Objectively, I give it seven. Okay. So objectively, you agree with it more than you personally do. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personally, I would give this probably uh, an eight. Objectively, I give it about a seven. So we're probably on par with that. What do you mean? We completely disagree. How can you give it the same score I do? That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying personally, <laughs> on a personal, I have problems with this movie that I personally don't like it. Yep. I give it five. Yep. If I was going to recommend it to somebody, I'd give it seven. Yes. I personally love this movie, okay. and I think it's an eight. All oh, right, eight. Just love it. It's an eight. Yeah, I have a very hard ranking system Ooh. when it gets to movies I really, really like. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> after the uh, you know, taking out all the personal things, such as mm-hmm. yourself, if I was recommending to people, I'd probably give it a seven. Sure. So yeah, we're on the same page. There very you go. Good. Very. You good. don't like it, I like it, and we give it the same rating. This is interesting. <laughs> we did not. I gave it five. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> and I gave it I an eight. Five. So stuff you. Cool. Uh, so with that. We're going to leave you uh, with a bit of audio here. Mm-hmm. This is the scene where Bond meets Q for the first time, the new Q. Yeah. Which is fun to say. New Q. New Q. New Q. I feel like bursting into an idiot's New Q. This is, this is old Bond, in air quotes, because he's not old, meeting the new what James Bond is going to come to represent, a, a.k.a. a hipster. Because hipsters are brand new. You know hipsters have been around for like 15 years, right? Yeah, and they're only just now... Hipsters were cool before hipsters were cool. That's right. Know. They're only just now tying that in with something that might be new. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I'm let's, go. off let's move on. Here's the audio. Enjoy. <laughs> Always makes me feel a little melancholy. A grand old warship being ignominiously hauled away for scrap. The inevitability of time, don't you think? What do you see? Bloody big ship. Excuse me. 007. I'm your new quartermaster. You must be joking. Why? Because I'm not wearing a lab coat? Because you still have spots. My complexion is hardly relevant. Your competence is. Age is no guarantee of efficiency. And youth is no guarantee of innovation. I'll hazard I can do more damage on my laptop sitting in my pyjamas before my first cup of Earl Grey than you can do in a year in the field. Oh, so why do you need me? 
Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. That was amazing. That turned me right around about this movie. <laughs> I'm completely sold now. Can I change my score? <laughs> Absolutely. For those listeners who are still hanging around, welcome take back. It all back. <laughs> Um, as you can tell, Rodney's been drinking. Have <laughs> not. <laughs> have not. So let's move on to something. Do you want to like we're in spoiler territory now? So welcome to spoiler feels, territory. Feels free. You're gonna give me your spoiler spoiler shout again? Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Um, so welcome to spoiler town. For starters, M dies. Welcome to spoiler territory. <laughs> <laughs> Save something for the last minute. <laughs> Ah, I've been holding on to that for a good 20 minutes oh, now. It's good to let that out. Yeah, it does. We, M dies. Eve is money penny. Q spoken. is awesome. Mallory becomes M. <laughs> Silver dies. What else, what, else, what else can I spoil in the next first 30 seconds? Just get it out of the way. Skyfall is where Bond grew up as a child. Yeah, that's right. Bang! Yeah, there we go. Slayed. All right, I feel better now. Oh, okay, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, the deer <laughs> antlers from the opening credits were the fucking gates of the house. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so let's let's get into it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk a little about it. What have you got first? You far the away. the interrogation scene between Silver and Bond. Yep. So Silver, uh, hmm, what happens here? Captures Bond because Bond when they're in the casino. Mm-hmm. This is so convoluted. When they're in the casino, Bond is flirting with that girl, and she, it turns out she used to be a prostitute. Yep. And she gives him up to Silver. Because she was part of Silver's plan. She was the bait, right? And he's, she sucked Bond in. But Bond wanted to be sucked in so that he could get in touch with Silver, right? Not quite. Also, Bond seduced that. her and yeah. asked her to bring him to Silver. Yeah, exactly. Not the other way around. Silver yeah, didn't send her out going, bring me James Bond. Whatever. Yeah. So it's a face-off, him and Silver. So Bond is tied, yes. to, a, tied to a chair. Yep. And Silver, this is when you meet Silver. He yes. walks in. This is about halfway through the freaking movie. An hour and ten minutes into the God, movie when you meet sucks. Silver and he has a... Two minute ten, correct me if I'm wrong. He walks in, he gives this big soliloquy because he's such a big bad guy. He needs such a big opening monologue. Yep. It's so boring. I don't remember a single line from it because it's so mind-numbingly boring. I could not care less about this villain. Rats on the island. I could not care less. Anyway, he walks up to Bond who's tied to this chair and he's like, you know, Bond's used to being this machismo kind of guy. He's already bedded like three ladies in this movie. And Silver walks up to him and he's like stroking his leg and he's like, oh, this is interesting and different. I might be possibly gay or it might be a power play. Who knows? And Bond like doesn't flinch. He's like, yeah, whatever. As if I've never had sex with a man before. The line, the line, ridiculous. Just to interrupt you, the line is what makes you think this is my first time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and according to uh, the research I've done on IMDb, apparently Silver is stroking his balls at that moment. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good on him. This is part of an, an effort that this movie makes to say, hey, you think you know what Bond is like. We're going to flip you for real. And it's not going to be a woman that, you know, you know, Bond tends to have this tendency for seducing women, getting what he wants. They die and then he moves on. Mm-hmm. What happens if it's a man? And the answer is absolutely nothing because this movie doesn't know what it's doing. Silver has been quoted as being the ugliest Bond woman around. Oh, what about um, this fugly idiot who's playing Bond? <laughs> Jesus. Um... Uh, sorry, I lost but my I'm train objective, there for Colin. a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an ugly woman. There's no doubt about it. When he takes his jaw out, ugh, ugly. I'm not into that. 
<clears throat> wow. Mm. But yeah, there are a few key things in regards to <laughs> that. Sorry for ruining your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought, and I don't know where yeah. to go from there. All right. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah. what I was trying to say was, yeah, yeah go this, for it. this flips that scenario. So usually Bond is the seduct- seducer of women, yes. and now he's the seduced, and it's a man. That's what I was going to say. In this though. Mm. Bond yeah. is his usual cocky, smarmy self again, though. Yeah. Even though he's playing opposite Silver, the Silver is the bad guy. He knows this instantly. As yeah. soon as we meet him, we know he's the bad guy. Okay. And that comes back to the smart-ass Bond, like, how do you know this is my first time, and what a waste of good scotch. You know, it gets back to that smart ass Bond who always has a line for everything. Right. As he was in the good old days. Hmm. I don't like that. Did we see the same movie? Yeah. Because, man, I did not get... Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> All right, well, okay. let's talk about bad guy plans for a minute, then, this seeing is, how we're, we're talking we're, about Silver. We're in spoiler territory, though, and yep. I think we're going to the same place. Bond gets given a radio transmitter, so when Silver thinks, I've caught you, Mr. Bond, they use the transmitter and they find him. Right? Yes. The helicopters come in, and he was like, I've got a transmitter because I'm awesome. So they take Silver back to MI. Six. Is it MI6 or 7? Because they build a new one. I don't know. MI6, hiding in the underground tunnels, in the built underground by Churchill tunnels. during World War II. Yes. Again, turning back to something old, something classic. And they put Silver in that weird glass box. Yep. And he's captured. Yep. Except that was part of his plan all along. He wanted to get captured so he could get in there and he could get a virus into their computer and then open all the doors and just walk out with what he wanted, right? Exactly. So... So wait a second, 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 wait a second. Let's recap from the beginning. Okay, you go. You tell me your version of the story. Go on. Silver's plan is to kill M. Yes. That's what he wants. Yes, it is. To do this, he hires a mysterious man who doesn't speak to steal the list of names so he can leak them slowly to YouTube, which Mm -hmm. would totally be taken down any time the British government wanted them to be. That's right. Let's not kid ourselves about that. Uh, in the meantime, he attracts the, you know, the interest of James Bond because mm-hmm. this bad guy shot him, tracked mm-hmm. him down. That so Silver's plan, Silver's plan is to hire the same guy he used to steal this thing yes. to kill somebody in Macau, yeah. leaving a gambling chip mm-hmm. hidden in the gun case for whoever killed this bad guy to find, yeah. to track back to Macau, to get to his girlfriend, to seduce the girlfriend, to get yeah. to his yeah. island in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, he's thought about this plan. That's obvious. Move on. To talk to Bond, yep. to shoot the girl in the mm-hmm. end, to yep. then get yep. caught, captured, yes. take back to, to get London, captured. Yes. have his computer hacked into the MI6 uh, network through some yes, computer specialist, yes. at the exact moment mm-hmm. that M will publicly be you know, outcast for releasing these yeah, uh, right. names to the media. Yeah. And so he can time this to the minute, mm-hmm. mind you. Yeah. This is months of planning. He can time it to the minute when she will be there. And where she'll be and where it will be held. Oh, he knows. So he that he everything. can... Uh, escape through secret underground tunnels mm-hmm. that not even the people who work in the MI6 area know about mm. to begin with. But Bond uh, knows about them. Run away to different areas. That's because Bond's so old. It's a disused Yeah, but so line. is this guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, he runs through the underground network of uh, tunnels mm-hmm. in underground London, plants explosives with a radio detonator in the exact right spot yeah. and sets them off at the exact right time <sighs> to dissuade any pers- persuasion. Dresses up as a police officer, jumps onto a public train, which, from my recollection, never really runs on time anyway, and then manages to get to the courthouse in time with his henchman, uh, still dressed as a police officer, shoots a couple of guards, mm-hmm. breaks into the hall, yeah. and then manages to shoot everyone but M. That's right, yeah. 
That's his plan. Yeah, that's his plan. After the Joker in The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and Loki in The Avengers, this yeah. is the worst fucking villain plan ever. Yeah. This is the plan when we did the Fast and Furious 6 episode. You said was stupid. S-T-U-I-P-D. Stupid. You said it was stupid. Yes, I did. You still like this movie? Still give it eight? I do. Oh, my God. Just because the bad guy's a bad plan doesn't make it a bad You've movie. You've got to be kidding. No. That's, that's, that's an hour and a half of this movie, what you just described. No, we don't meet, just we don't meet Silver till an hour and ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, but the plan was well well and truly happening before. We have a whole half-hour Bond montage of him being Bond again before we meet Silver. Well, you took my thunder. I was going to point that out <laughs> and feed your words back to you and say that's the same plan from the Avengers. It's the same plan from Dark Knight. This is dumb. How can you think this is a good movie at all? Period. That's a dumb idea. No, it's good. Like it's it. been done three times already. I like it. It's good. We're in spoiler territory too. Yeah. It's the woman. The woman is Money Penny. She says at the end, oh, call me Money Penny. Yes. That's been done too. That is yeah. a big, oh, look how cool we are. That's been done as well. That's not original or new. That's not impressive. Sure. But that's the final note of the movie. That's the note that the movie goes out on and it's dumb. Actually. And the whole story is dumb. To correct you. And your Craig is dumb. <laughs> to correct you. The song's you. not that good. <laughs> It's all dumb. I understand you don't like the movie. Let me get a word in here. Did I make that clear? Yes. Cool. The movie begins unlike any other Bond movie ever. Bond is given a mission and he fails. This is the first time Mm. Bond ever fails in the opening sequence. Does he fail or is he failed? Either way it works. I just raised my eyebrows because I'm pretty proud of that. Yes. Most visual podcast out there. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So Bond fails his mission in the opening sequence. That's never happened before. Sure. We end the movie. Yep with what is usually happening in the opening sequences of a Bond movie. We have M, which is now Mallory, giving Bond a new mission. Mm. We then cut to the gun rifle shot of the 007 walking into the rifle scope, pulling the gun and shooting, which then fades Mm. into the 50th anniversary symbol for James Mm. Bond movies. Yeah. Roll credits. Are you suggesting there was some continuity error or something? No. The the reels were out of order? I'm suggesting what they are doing is closing the arc on Bond becoming Bond again. Yeah. This will be the last time we have that kind of a movie. You know what's better than that? Bond. Just do it from the first place. Just do it. But if they brought in the new Bond, yeah. like you asked before, they'd have to go through a complete new regenesis of the new Bond. Why? You can't just bring a character on and go, the name's Bond, James Bond. They have done that like 12 times. When? How many James Bonds have there been? You want me to count them out for you? If you can. Sean I Connery, Roger Moore, John Lazenby, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, yeah. and now Daniel Craig. This is six. So when I say, maybe they should have done a new Bond for this particular movie, you're like, that doesn't make any sense, right? There's already been seven. Six. Six. So why would you have a problem with that? They're going to have to have a new one after this guy, because he's already too old. It's been established. Fair call. But he's going to be in the next one, at least, if not the next two. This guy, too, Q. Yes. He he could be... He's the kind of guy who could be the next Doctor Who rather than the new Q. You know what I mean? They've kind of gone Doctor Who on us. As I said previously, he's got a, he's got we've covered this topic already. Right? You're now repeating yourself. You're ranting like a crazy old man. And I love it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, they, they brought in the new younger Q because that's who Q would be nowadays. He wouldn't be a 40, 50-year-old guy. He would be mm. a young, hip 20-something who's good with computers. So they're trying very, very desperately to make us believe this is something new, that the franchise needs something new, this movie is something new. And at the same time... Return to something old. The arc of the story is, no, sometimes they're always are better. Like, it's just What they're trying to do is give us a new Bond. If they win one way or the other, I would like it better. 
I can understand that. And as I said, I respect your opinion. There you go. But what they're trying to do is give you a new bond with the best, the, you know, the best of the new and the best of the old. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, because I don't like this movie. <laughs> I was Clearly. Googling reviews. <laughs> I was trying to find a reason, like a point that I could really hammer home and say, here's why you shouldn't like this movie. Yeah. I found this article about misogyny in James Bond movies, specifically yeah. this one. Uh, and it kind so of, you're saying this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test? Oh, never heard of that. <laughs> no, I know, I know the Bechdel test. Um, it you should. We talked about it last podcast. No, I guess it doesn't, right? It doesn't. The only but, time I mean, the female actors talk to each other is when they're talking about Bond. So yes, sure. I'd say that yeah. does not pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, absolutely, test. it fails. It's not, you know, it doesn't stand alone like that. I'd be surprised if any of the Bond movies pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> That's fair call. My point, though, was going to be about misogyny. And I was looking for a reason. I was looking for some hard data that I could use to say, here's why you shouldn't like this movie, and I'm right. But it bit me in the ass because <laughs> the article oh, was... please a, tell me how this bit you in the ass. The article was about... <laughs> I give you a lot of joy. The article was about misogyny in James Bond, specifically Skyfall. And the first thing that it said was, classic James Bond, all of the women that he sleeps with die. That's classic James Bond and it's classic misogyny. And I was like, well, hmm, that's interesting. And then the next point that it made was, uh, how he, it's alluded to that he and Money Penny hook up, but it's not actually shown. Correct. It's kind of just alluded to. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, well, you know, Money Penny survives. So clearly they didn't have sex. And I was like, well, wait a second. I think they clearly did have sex, right? I would say. I it's, think they clearly did. It's, it's probably unsaid. It's more than alluded to. Yes. So this guy said, I mean, this guy or girl, I don't actually remember. But I, I read this article and completely immediately dismissed it for being stupid. Because it said, it set up its own rule. It was its own rule. Every woman that James Bond sleeps with dies. And then it immediately all went, well, let's change the movie to suit my rule. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was like, you you can't have it both ways. Sure. Because I reckon him and Money Penny, yeah, for sure they got it on. For sure. They did the sexy shaving. I believe that sexy shaving scene is supposed to represent for the intelligent people among us. That, uh, yes, Bond and Money Petty did, in fact, get it's it on like Donkey Kong. It, it's the tone of it would have been wrong if they actually showed it. But I think the tone of it was wrong earlier when he has sex with that other random woman who just appears, they have sex, and then she leaves. I didn't like any of that. That made no sense. <laughs> well, that begs the question. The, the yep. person Bond is shagging at the start of the film, is she now dead in a ditch somewhere in, near Turkey? Or I don't know. Does she just go on living According her life? to this person's rule, then yeah. In a beach so. bum's hut somewhere? So, yeah, there's a very, very convoluted storyline to this movie. It's, it gets to the point where it's a bit ridiculous, too over the top. How could he possibly have planned all of these possible, you know, yep. happenings? We're meant to believe that he's a superhuman, you know, evil villain by how smart he is. But it just uh, completely lost me. Completely lost me. Okay. But then the movie takes a big sort of turn. This is the scene where they, they go off into the, the Scottish Highlands or whatever. Yes. And Glencoe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think my brain actually shut down during the scene because it was so boring. The setting was boring, oh, so un-James no. Bond, nothing Bond-like about any of this. I'm sorry, the Aston Martin is un-Bond-like. Yeah, he drives the Aston Martin, gets out of it, and then that's it. Like, as if he was literally stripping himself of James Bondness. He gets He gets out of the car. James Bond completely dissolves into the, into the fog of the moors. And he's never to return for another 40 minutes or something. That end scene, 40 minutes. Well, it takes a while to blow up a house. The bad guy shows up. 40 minutes. It doesn't take that long. The end is too long. 
The, the third act is way too long, and not much, not enough happens. The third act of the movie is very similar to the opening sequence, if mm-hmm. you follow them along. You have an opening premise, which is Bond walking into mm-hmm. the building and finding the dead agent and following the guy on yep. foot. That equals the bad guys attacking the house in the first wave. Just, you know, eight to, eight to ten guys walking up and shooting up things. Yep. Which, by the way, the reason this movie gets an eight and not a nine is because of the Home Alone-like stupid explosions that happen <laughs> in that bad yep. explosion at the end. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> after that... You then amp the action up a little bit. So in James Bond, he gets into a car. There's a car chase at the start of the sequence. In this, helicopters come in. Uh, the end, the opening sequence, they move from cars to motorbikes. In this, the whole friggin' house explodes. We have a big you know, fist fight on a frozen lake. Mm. So they have an amp up at the start and then an amp up towards the end. So they're, they're trying to revitalize the ending. Mm-hmm. I would probably agree it does go for a little bit long, yeah, given that this is the second longest Bond movie ever, from memory. The only movie that's longer is uh, Casino Royale by a little bit. Mm. Uh, and that's including credits, by the way. If you exclude credits, On Her Majesty's <laughs> Secret Service is the longest Bond movie. Yeah. So in the house, there's a secret tunnel that goes out into the moors. Like, it's like, if, if the house gets rushed, you just go through this <laughs> tunnel and you can escape out into the woods, right? <laughs> that's not what the tunnel was for at all. Well, if, well, what did it do? What was the tunnel for? Uh, back in Scottish history, uh, you weren't supposed to be Catholic. You I'm not talking to about the, the origins of, of what a tunnel is. I'm, I'm talking about this I'm talking movie. about this specific tunnel. He says it was used okay, to hide on. priests. Yep, go on. It was used to hide priests because you had to follow the Church of Scotland. If Anyone who didn't was kind of, you know, looked at badly upon. Mm. And so people who were Catholic and did follow the Catholic religion would hide priests in their home, which is what mm. this tunnel was used for. That's very clever. What is, what is the tunnel used for in the movie? I don't remember any priests escaping from the house in this movie. The tunnel in this movie is used purely as a device so they could blow up a I'm house. talking about this plot. They're hiding in the house. They're for, it's their fortress. Yes. They're there to not only defend the house because it represents James Bond's childhood. They're there to protect him and they're using the house to do that. But when the house gets rushed, they escape through the tunnel. Yes, yes or no? Correct. Correct. You agree? Yeah. That's been done in Looper, The Happening... Like, I mean, there's so many things in this movie that they're just not ripped off, but are in so many other movies that this movie is made redundant. And this is meant to be the best movie of all time, the best Bond movie of all time. No, not necessarily. It's the, it's lame, the latest it's a jigsaw of other movies. It's just the latest Bond movie of all time. But not it's so disappointing. I disagree. I find it's a fun action movie. I feel like I've made my, my argument, though. <laughs> I feel like... There's just any any good thing that you any one thing that you pull out about this movie, I'd be like, it's in five other movies, dude. So what what is left to be so great about this movie? <laughs> okay, well, Boring as stuff. I said, I take your uh, I take your opinion. I don't yeah. necessarily agree, but we can you know mm. we can agree to disagree. Just like I thought Fast and Furious Six was terrible, and you thought it was the best thing since sliced bread, or uh, you know greasy rock nipples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found Fast and Furious Six entertaining. I found this movie. Utterly dull and boring. I can understand people liking it. I can understand people analysing it from the history of the James Bond movies and finding some stuff in there. I think it's really confused on that level. I think the ending of it is ridiculously boring and dull. I, I, I watched it twice. So the first time I watched it, I watched it as it was intended by the director. On mm. a long-haul flight from Sydney to LA on my iPad. <laughs> on my 10-inch iPad, not an iPad mini. I'm not a savage. I watched it on the full 10-inch iPad. Okay. So I got the full experience, did not like it. You said, let's do it for the podcast. I was like, I've got a lot to say. Clearly, I've got a lot to say. I watched it again, exact same experience. They get to that part where they pull up at Skyfall, and I'm like, big deal. Yawn fest. 
I'm sorry. You're on first. Yeah, you're on first. Oh, that hurts. That gets me right into the rib cage on my left hand side. <laughs> Specifically uh, on that side. Yes. Good. You're probably getting too old for <laughs> too old for this. Just like that's Darren's okay blind. because the old ways are the best. Yeah, of course they are. Except for the, when the new ways are best. Listeners at home can't whatever, tell, but I'm rid of their fingers right the now. Best. Always are the best. But go on, look, I, I really, I've trashed this movie enough. I feel like you should probably give it a bit of a final swan song before we wrap it up. Well, speaking of swan songs, I would mm-hmm. like to uh, do my usual fact and, and fun yeah, fiction yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, haven't done that yet. Dedicated to Judy Dench in this movie, in particular. Uh, I'm going to purely give you some facts and fiction about Judy Dench's role in this movie. Because okay. She is the longest-running M we have ever had. Is she? Yes. She has played the role longer than any other M. And how many is that? She's played it since Pierce Brosnan came in in Goldeneye. So that's about eight or nine? It's at least five or six movies. But time-wise, okay. she's yeah, played okay. it for the longest period of time. Sure, cool. She's had the I, most screen time she's very any good. character played M. She's, she's the best actor and character in the movie, this movie. I agree. Yeah. And I think it's uh, quite sad to see her go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I think the, the last scene where we do see M die was more of a, a goodbye to Judy Dench as an actress rather than goodbye She's to M as a character. I mean, Judy Dench isn't dead. No. I mean, a goodbye to her being yeah. in this series of films. Yes, of course, yes. Judy Dench in this movie in particular, just in Skyfall alone, has more screen time than Desmond Llewellyn, the classic Q, as I like to call him, had in his entire career in Bond movies. That's a shame because he was really good too. He was fantastic. I liked him a lot. But like people always rank their favorite Bonds. No one ranks ranks their favorite Qs. No, it's not hard. There's three. John John Cleese was good. John Cleese wasn't bad. I said it was good. I didn't say it was amazing. I'd put this modern Q over John one, Cleese's performance. Okay, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're going to put Doctor Who ahead of John Cleese? Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. What I, I liked I'm not about complain anymore. What I liked about Desmond Llewellyn and yep. the old Bonds sure. was that they had a kind of an antimos- uh, antimosity, uh, a bit of backwards and forward between them. You mean antimosidus? Antimosidus? <laughs> you has been drinking too. It's fine. <laughs> we had a couple of vespers before the Ana- movie started. Are you so. trying to say animosity? Yeah, that's the one. Flesh that out for me a little bit more. What do you mean? Well, they always had a verbal sparring match and it was always, you know, take care of this equipment and, you know, make sure you bring this back in one piece and okay. don't touch things. Don't touch that. That's my lunch. <laughs> I, I always thought it was a bit more of a headmaster student kind of thing. Do your lines. Okay. I'll wrap you across the knuckles and give you a spanking. Oh. Know what I mean? What kind of headmaster did you have? Well, I didn't have one from the 60s. But James Bond was, you know, around then, so... Okay. I always thought it was a throwback to English schoolboy sort of stuff. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but that seems to be the 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 themes of this podcast. the roles are reversed. Uh, James Bond is the old one. Well, James Bond is the old one. Q is the new one. Yeah, the roles are reversed, but they still have that animosity. Q gives Bond a smart-ass remark. Bond gives Q a smart-ass remark. So we'll say it again. There's no T in animosity. Animosity. Are you saying anti, anti-mosity? Like the opposite of mosity? <laughs> animosity. What have you been drinking? <laughs> Whatever's in my cup. Anti-mosity. <laughs> I'm anti-mosity too, should truth be known. I'm part of the 99%. Bring down the 1% have... Yeah, did, you know that, did you know that 1% of the population owns up to 60% of the mosity? <laughs> Hey, I have come a cold. Come on, come on. I have a cold. That's why he asks his face, okay? Bring it home, yeah. My favourite other fact about this interpretation of Judy Dench is M. In this movie in particular, this movie has exactly one swear word. That's and it. it was given to Judy Dench. Uh, it I was. Remember. It was said. It was the F word. It was fuck. 
And it yeah. said in the attack on the house, he may have missed it. It's quite quick. Mm. But uh, yeah, Judy Dench is the only one to actually drop the F-bomb in the Skyfall. Yeah. My brain was falling into beta waves by then. Beta brain waves. So it wasn't, yeah. Well, you watched it on the airplane flight back from another country. I watched so. it at my house on a 40-inch screen. And the exact same effect. So I feel like I'm pretty much... I know how I feel about this movie. I know how I feel about it. Q, Q is so smug. I'm not going to give you any devices. What could are devices? They save his life twice. Oh, and when they're in the casino and they're in that pit. Yes. With the lizard thing. Yes. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. <laughs> but that tiny little lizard. It's, the monster it's throat, lizard. It could not even swallow a golf ball. The huge lizard, the same size as to... a human being. Yes. Oh, come on. His head's the size of my fist. His whole head. I could just kick him in the dick and run away. But the, the lizard thing grabs this guy by the leg and pulls the guy away. Come on, that is junk. Yeah, because alligators that is can't an absolute do that to joke. At all. That is a joke. In the opening credits, there's flying dragons. Bond literally goes into a dragon to get into the casino. And this lizard that's no longer than six, six foot long, its mouth is about 20 centimetres wide. It grabs a guy by the leg and pulls him away. So this isn't a crocodile. It's a lizard. Junk. <laughs> Yes, because Bond junk. movies are renowned for, for actually oh. historical accuracy and all that sort of Complete. things that actually happen probably. Anyway. So, moving so do on. you like this movie? I do. I'm getting the impression you like this movie. I really do like cool. this movie. It's okay. a good action movie. Cool. I'm not going to dissuade you, so, I, you know, whatever. It's all good. I'm not saying it's perfect. It certainly has its faults. For instance, Money Perry's character <laughs> seems to just be in the movie to uh, announce the product placement of the things that are supposed to be advertising. Mm, yes. In yep. the opening sequence alone, she says three different brand names. Hasn't been as bad as other Bonds. And again, I'm no Bond aficionado. Wasn't there a time when he changed his drink to something else? I know he drinks Heineken, but he also, in this one, he drinks a martini, so it's okay. But wasn't there another time where he drank a different mm, drink and there was a big uproar about it? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. I'm going to Google this later, and we're both going to look really stupid. Uh, I do remember he believed that... Um, did he switch to a different kind of martini? Timothy like Dalton a... does drink bourbon with M. Not to be the mm. Dalton. Pierce Brosnan. Wasn't there a Pierce story Brosnan does I... drink bourbon with him. Um, not that I'm aware of, no. I'm pretty sure there was a one where he got endorsed by Stolichnia Vodka and he had to switch martinis or something. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. But there's anyway. vodka in his martinis. That makes perfect sense. Mm, yeah. Anyway, moving on. So you know what would have saved this movie, honestly? What would have saved it? Is he, at the end, he goes, I give up. I give up. To, to Silver. I give up. Just sign this. Uh, just sign this piece of paper here, and I'm yours forever. He hands him a pen, and then boom, the pen explodes, blows the other half of his face off. Uh, that would that would have saved this movie for me, <laughs> because Bond had that pen the whole time. That would honestly it the that would be better than Aston, that would be better than the ending that we got. I disagree. Would have been better. I think that the uh, the Batman Begins esque kind of you know hero pose over the the rooftops of London that Bond has at the end. Is quite good. I think it's a, a rebirth of Bond, the end of the Bond so arc, So you think so to speak. that yet another thing stolen from another movie, you think that that's another good thing for Bond? You say stolen from another movie, A, like it's never happened in Hollywood before, and B, like it's not a good thing anyway. Do you think the sequel to this is going to be Skyfall 2 Electric Boogaloo? No. Why not? That would be good, right? <laughs> Steal it from something else? Uh, we're going to have talks about this after the podcast well, I'm is not done. talking anymore about this movie, I'm done. Uh, so, what was, your, what was your opinion, listeners? Uh, if you do have an opinion, feel free to tweet us at uh, j underscore a underscore m podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. 
send us an email to justanothermoviepodcast at gmail.com yeah. and please don't forget to vote in our five movies on a theme at the moment Zombies is a runaway winner so if you don't it want to hear is. about Zombies for five movies in a row where are the pirate fans where are the astronaut fans at the moment pirates spacemen and cowboys are tied yeah. Zombies is like leagues ahead of them I've already said I'd be glad if cowboys loses but yeah Zombies come on guys Let's so, just yeah. show a bit of imagination. So get your votes in. At uh, the end of August, so the 1st of September, Father's Day here in Australia, we will be closing... <laughs> Big get your father to, dad. to vote. Ask your dad, dad and then tweet us what your dad said. I want to hear. <laughs> dad, for Father's Day, I got you a vote in a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Happy Father's Day. You like zombie movies, right? Don't you, Dad? Uh, What's a zombie, he says. <laughs> Is that a James Bond? <laughs> uh, can I buy that down the shops? Uh, so, yes, thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Thanks. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. Feel the